0: Welcome! It's the Creepypasta Show. Mm, That's not the name of it. It's called Creepypasta. I'm Jeff. Mm, You know all this from the intro. I, oh boy. Listen guys, it's been a real week. Uh, I never get sick for more than like a day, and this week I woke up every day sicker than the last. uh, Until I went to the doctor yesterday, and he was like, go to Rite Aid and get a bottle of amoxicillin and take two of them a day. And that was yesterday, and I woke up today like cartoon bluebirds flitting about my shoulders. It was magic. Uh, I'm no longer sick at all. I'm sitting here drinking an energy drink. I was just playing Xbox all morning. I ate some pizza for lunch. It's great. Listen, that's not what this show's about. This show's about pastas. So let's t- talk about them. I have returning to the show do you know her no you don't i mean some of you probably know her like in real life uh others of you will know her from being on this show previously uh and others still will not know her because maybe this is like your first episode or you skipped those ones for some reason uh i don't know <laughs> live your life anyway welcome back to the show alex capello hey, hey, hey. And she brings to us a brand new guest who you've never heard before. I mean, unless, also, unless you know her in real life, uh... (laughs) uh that's a possibility or if you are her listening to this show later uh which is also a possibility i don't know if my guests who listen to the show listen to the episodes that they're on i probably wouldn't do that if i was a guest on a podcast i liked but i have listened to episodes of podcasts i like where i already went to go see it like in real life like a live show Uh, i don't know anyway welcome to the show nancy marie hi happy to be here (laughs) happy to have you. Sorry that there was a little hesitation there, as if I wasn't. I was taking a sip of my energy drink.
1: That's fine. Um, actually, I have been on a couple of other podcasts before. Um, I have done some shows on the Trending Topics Network, Cheap Plug. Uh, go check them out. But yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about something definitely different than what I'm usually doing.
0: Cool. So we um, are still working through our... Saya in Underworld uh, back catalog as recommended uh, by Dig from Twitter. This week's story is titled, A Job Advertisement. But before we get to that, here is a podcast advertisement.
1: So, when did you turn 15?
2: October 5th, 1998.
1: On February 14th, 1994.
2: October 29th,
0: 2002. November 17th, 1983.
1: May 21st, 1998. It's the songs that saved your life. An interview show that explores who we were at age 15 through the music that got us through our awkward years. Each week my guest will present and discuss three songs that they most identified with at that age and the stories behind them. It's kind of like if your sophomore year had a soundtrack. Subscribe at EarTrumpetAudio.com or wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Welcome back from the podcast advertisement. I wonder which one it was for. Uh, maybe Life Mark or maybe that um, that one that uh, has something to do with nachos or superheroes or something. Uh, it's definitely
2: the nachos. Yeah, probably. I really like the nachos, <laughs> yeah.
0: So we're going to get right into this story. Uh, now, I'm told that Nancy has extensive notes on this one, so why don't you lead us off with a oh my god of
1: this i tale. I do have notes um so Our guy, who never actually gets named through the story, um, he's like, oh no, I'm broke, and I want to travel, but I have no money. I'm going to look for a job. And he finds this magazine, and it opens up to like the page, and it's like, oh hey, uh, this is where I wanted to go on holiday anyway. Oh hey, look, a job. Uh, I've been eating a lot of cup noodles lately. I should call and see if I can't get a job. So he calls, and... The uh, inn is like, oh, and the inn is never named either, which is fun. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that you had a job opening and I'm broken. I've been eating a lot of cup noodles. Can I have a job? And then there's like creepy buzzing on the phone. And he's like, this is fine. This nice young lady's going to help me get a job. And then suddenly it's a man on the phone and he's like, yeah, I saw your magazine and I really wanted to work at your inn. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, when can you show up to work? And he's like, whatever. And then they're like, oh yeah, you can have a job tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. And and then that's like the extent of the phone conversation.
0: Man, I wish that's how jobs worked, right?
1: Yeah, right? Like if I could get all of yeah, my totally. job offers just over the phone, just, oh yes, you're hired immediately. We're not going to look at you. Who cares about your references?
0: It doesn't even say what the job is.
2: No. <laughs> it's just, you're it's just work like, at a magazine, hotel. here's an inn. <laughs> Do you want to work at the inn? Yes? Okay, great. Give us a call. We're probably going to give you a job because, you know, it's Japan.
0: Yeah, whatever the job is, janitor or valet or, like,
2: yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: <Cook>? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter as long as he gets, oh, and he gets free food. Like, that's one of the perks of the job is he gets uh, food and board Which is great. And now this this is where I hit a little bit of a stumbling block with the story because he says that he always records his phone conversations in case he misses out on important information. Now, he's taking notes, but he's also recording them at the same time for whatever reason. And this is where, like... I had to stop reading the story and go do some research because <laughs> I cuz like there's no real time frame, like there's no real sense of time for when this story takes place and obviously this guy is not using a cell phone cuz he's recording his conversation, like who records their conversation on a cell phone?
0: Yeah, it was posted in 2008, which I think is before There was any functionality in in iPhone or Android for recording your calls.
1: Yeah, so, but my guess is because, you know, it's a creepy horror story and he got a job basically over the phone, and based on my Cup Noodles research, that this story probably (laughs) takes place in the late 80s or early 90s, because Cup Noodles were invented in 1971 And it makes sense because he's not using a cell phone, so late 80s, early 90s. Also, in Japan, uh, the big economic bubble was in the late 80s, so that's my guess for when this story takes place.
0: Yeah, plus he says uh, that he was, like, writing notes, doesn't he specifically mention that he was writing it by hand and not, like, typing it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and he goes back to a recorder, and it's like, clearly he's probably using, like, an answering machine to record these conversations, which is just kind of doubly weird. I mean, who who even did that when answering machines were still a thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, th- none of that even hit me at all. I just kind of burned through the story. But yeah, this is all kind of <laughs> odd. Like, yeah, especially because he's looking for a job in magazine ads, Instead of on Craigslist? Yeah,
1: like he's and he's yeah. not even looking at a newspaper. There's no internet. Yeah, like he's there's, there's no internet. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's he's like looking in a travel magazine Like who finds a job Even a summer job Through a travel magazine anymore
0: Yeah, but all of this strangeness Is of course eventually explained In the story, sort of uh, So uh, Where were we, what's next? Oh, he finishes the phone conversation um, The phone conversation that Places the story Sometime between the uh, the Late 80s And the perhaps mid to late 90s um, at the latest uh, yeah. Yes, and then he heads out Or does he, no, he goes to sleep first
1: Yeah, he. well, he makes himself some cup noodles first
0: Which is the most important thing <laughs> Of course <laughs> but,
1: Honestly, the takeaway from this story is that it's a cup noodle advertisement for me Because I really just wanted to eat cup noodles after Yeah, um, <laughs> he's like, he's so hyped that he got a job And here's another thing that I, I stumbled on Because there's this thing with Asian horror with, like, heavy air, like, and he specifically mentions that the air is heavy and it's humid, and I, my theory is, is that's how ghosts in Asian horror prefer it, like, they can be more ghosty when it's humid outside.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a sort of all-encompassing sense of fogginess to uh, modern Asian horror. Like, The Grudge and The Ring, uh, both are very foggy feeling stories. Silent Hill is all about fog. He's even Resident Evil has a lot of fog in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, Japan is, uh, it's got a lot of different climates. There's uh, a lot of fog rolling in off the mountains or off the sea. So that that makes sense a little bit.
1: And summers in Japan are, like, n- notoriously humid and gross. Like, it feels yeah. like you're walking through a fishbowl when you're just walking around the city. So it's, it's pretty gross. And I'm guessing that that's how, like, ectoplasm works. Like, it just does better in <laughs> humid climates.
0: <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. Ghosts seem very wet.
1: Right? Like, they can stick to the air particles, and that's how they become, like visible ghosts to people who are alive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a, a, a sense with uh, Japanese ghosts, I know especially, that they're less, like, uh, it's almost like a bad feeling that attaches itself to you, rather than like a uh, a dead person's spirit that is hanging around doing stuff, wearing old timey clothes.
2: Yeah, they tend to be a lot less personal than the ghosts you find in Western horror. Like, ghosts you find in Western horror, it's a personal vendetta against you as a living human whereas Japanese horror, it tends to be an Asian horror in general. It's more like well... You just had really bad luck today. Sorry you ran into this, you know, not-so-great-spirit person. Have fun with but that. But
0: the thing is, there's always an out. You can always trick the ghost into going away.
2: <laughs> uh, or put them in a
1: frog.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's very fun. Like, uh, it's not this story. This story, yeah, we sort of trick the ghost into just going away, which is funny. Uh, there's another story where... It's a woman who approaches you in the street, and she's got, like, a scarred face, and she asks you, um, is she beautiful? And if you say yes, she cuts your face up for lying. And if you say no, she kills you for being mean. Uh, you just have to say, "I'm sorry, I'm busy," and she'll say, "Oh, sorry and for bothering," away. and she leaves you alone.
2: That is the most Japanese thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah,
0: uh, that's that's like my my prime example. There's also the uh, the red vest, blue vest. The uh, oh, I love yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. You just have to be like, "Oh, no, thank you," and it leaves you alone.
2: Dude, <laughs> like I so I funny. choose not
0: to play. <laughs> The yeah, like, imagine a Saw movie where Jigsaw's like, let's play a game. And you're just like, no, I would rather not. And he just is like, oh, okay,
2: bye. And, and he, like, backpedals up his just little bicycle. Like,
0: he just <laughs> slowly
1: backs up from where he came from in the shadows.
2: <laughs> yep, leaves you alone, puts you in, like, a nice hotel for the inconvenience. It's yeah,
0: fine. the bear trap on your dick, like, unlocks, and the door swings open, and you can just leave.
2: <laughs> oh, I haven't so-
0: seen it. I've always seen the first Saw movie. I don't know if that's a real trap. <laughs>
1: There are no bear trap dicks. I think there are other dick traps. I know. Yeah, it seems likely. There's one where like you shove your hand into a needle box and then the glass cuts you because I don't know self harm or whatever. But trigger warning.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think the Saw movies pretty, uh, pretty handily put out that trigger warning. <laughs> like, don't watch them if you're going to get upset by, uh, the types of violence. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I guess I don't do that really in this episode. Uh, I think I put one at the beginning of our Baraska episode, because that was a particularly upsetting
2: yeah. story. Yeah, that was bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was the one you were on, wasn't it?
2: Yes, it was. Ha-ha.
0: I, I, <laughs> I had that story suggested, but I did not read it before I, uh, like, put it out there and sent it to guests and was like, hey, let's cover this episode. <laughs> Whoops. whoop! <What>? Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> well, that's kind of the world of Creepypasta in general. Anyway, let's get back to this story, which doesn't have, um, any sort of sexual menace in it at all.
1: No, th- this, uh, well, <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll get to the trigger warning in this later, but, uh, rolling back to not feeling good in ghosts, um, our homeboy wakes up and all of a sudden he's super sick. He's got a gross ass cough. He's got like blood in his gums for some reason when he brushes his teeth and he's like, Oh no, I look like crap. And then his phone rings and it's, um, the inn and they're like, Are you going to show up to work today? You sound like crap. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. I have a good work ethic because I'm Japanese. It's fine. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. You can enjoy the hot springs when you get here and feel better. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go to work because I'm a productive member of society and I'm an adult. And then it starts raining for some reason for uh, atmosphere. And then he's like coughing all over the place. And he's like, oh, I want to go rest at the inn. Maybe this weird disease, maybe the inn will help me. Because, I don't know, going on vacation will cure your weird bleeding gums. I don't know. So he's going up to the train station, he's like wheezing, his hands are numb, he's like got an awful migraine, he's like coughing up blood, he has like straight up consumption at this point, we don't know how this escalated so quickly, um, but his train arrives, and he goes to get on, and then this old lady comes out of nowhere, and like our homeboy is just sick and gross, and he's like, oh no, and this old lady is just like, no, stop, what, and just just starts beating the crap out of him. Like, he just gets beat the heck down by an old lady.
0: (laughs) Uh, Like, once he gives up, she says, you are being called, that was close, and leaves.
2: Yeah, just walks away. She doesn't say anything else. No explanation, just... Random old lady who can apparently sense creepy ghost callings to the other side and magically saves this dude's life.
0: Yeah, I want this story to be about that old lady just like stopping yokais from stealing people.
2: Right? Like, is that her job? Does she just sit on trains all summer long and just stop people who are being called by this weird inn place? Like, is that what she does? I don't know. Yeah,
1: she rides the Shinkansen just way the heck up from Hokkaido all the way down to like the tip of of Honshu, and it's just like, I'm gonna just jump out of this train and beat people up so that they don't let ghosts get them?
0: Yeah, she, um, she has trouble stopping some of the grosser ghosts, because, uh, I mean, what are you gonna do if that butthole ghost tries to steal you, Shirime? Uh, there's nothing, there's no way. Shirime is my favorite Japanese ghost. It's got uh, an eyeball where its butthole is supposed to be, and that's all there is about it.
2: What more do you need in a ghost <laughs> other than an eyeball it's, I mean, It's the
0: worst thing. Don't look it up. I mean, look it up, because <laughs> it's very funny to look at. Uh, this ghost, I guess we don't really ever discover the true nature of it because the kid just sort of avoids it.
1: Yeah, well, because the Ghostbuster old lady literally busted the ghost out of him. Like, she delivered him from whatever evil was attacking him and making him sick.
0: Yeah, she's just like, okay, go home. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. What am I doing? (laughs) And he goes home.
2: Uh, And everything's fine, and he feels better. And He's like, wow, why did I feel like I was dying, like, five minutes ago? This is funny. This makes no sense. Yeah.
1: But of course, being, you know, like a good member of society, he still calls the inns, like, I'm sorry, I can't make it to work, but the number is disconnected. Ooh.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, the prestige. He goes back and listens to the tapes, and they're different, of course.
1: Yeah, there's, like, strange buzzing and it's a man's voice instead of a lady's voice and oh no, it's a child's voice, my bad. And the kid's just like, ah, it's so cold I'm freezing, it's so cold. And then, of course, he's sufficiently bugged out enough by the phone call to be like, oh crap, I should be afraid of what just happened and maybe not take jobs out of travel magazines.
0: Yeah, and then he listens to the tape where he was like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sick, but I'll, I'll come in it's fine. Uh, and the person on the other side is just saying, die, over and over and over.
1: Yeah, it's like, die, 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 die. Oh, thank you very much, (laughs) die, 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 die. Oh, I'm quite okay, thank you, die, 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 die.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, this... That's oh that's right and then he goes and looks at the um at the advertisement big air quotes there uh and no of course it's a um it's a news story about an inn that burned down
1: Ooh. but also the mag- that one page of that magazine was suddenly like 30 years old and kind of gross looking yeah and it had like, stains all on it
0: on the edges. yeah Yeah, I like this this little story, but it does leave a lot of mystery. Like, I would have liked to know what this dude did to get kind of tagged by this ghost for for haunting.
2: He wanted a job. He made the mistake of wanting to be a productive member of society. He wanted a job too bad. Yeah,
0: hikikomoris don't get haunted.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, if you're a neat, you don't have to worry about ghosts.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, he he's just, uh... He just, like, randomly, for some reason, uh gets haunted by this ghost to see all these things, and then, like, once he's free of its grasp, I guess, no longer sees the fake things? It's all very vague.
1: Well, a lot of Asian horror is, like... Oh, you stumbled into the wrong neighborhood, bro. I'm gonna haunt yeah. you now. Tough, tough for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a uh, a lot of just, um, uh, it's, it's, like, vague, indescribable, like, everything is strange and weird now, and, like, you don't know why these bad things are happening to you. There is a way out, but <laughs> you don't know necessarily the way that you got into it.
1: Maybe um, it's air conditioning to combat the unpleasant haunted humidity.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he they don't like that uh his uh apartment had air conditioning. They're like, "No, you need it needs to be uh it needs to be wet in here so that we can haunt you." Oh uh, boy. So, what did we think of this story? No. What did we- <laughs> oh, <no, no>, no. <laughs> I was reading <really> too. <laughs> Okay. I should have said one of your names. That's my bad on
2: those. Uh, all right, all right. I'll, I'll go. I mean, it was it was pretty good as far as creepy pastas go. I mean, the whole lack of cell phone thing, I kind of got really hung up on that cuz you know, he's walking home and he feels better and he's not going to work and he doesn't have a cell phone to pull out. And that is kind of terrifying to me, being a crazy, awful millennial that, you know, remembers not having a cell phone, but is now so dependent upon it. Like, it's two feet away from me right now. I can't. But... I mean it it had the right amount of spooky aside from me getting home hung, hung up on the cell phone bit it it, it was good it was effective Yeah but it's
0: I- weird to it's weird to think about a time when there was like not so cell- like I I went out recently without my cell phone with me just like to the store and I was like hmm, this is strange I can't do like I'm waiting in line to check out and I guess I just stand here and don't do anything <laughs> Um, But yeah, it kind of adds a different dynamic when you're talking about a horror story. uh, And that's sort of been one of the uh, sort of typical complaints that screenwriters have when they're writing thrillers and horror is, well, it's all solved by cell phones. We have to make it so that they don't have any coverage because they're in the woods or whatever. Otherwise, they could just fix the problem by
2: calling the police. Right. And like, there's probably a way around that if writers would just sit and think about it for more than five minutes. But in a way, it made me less able to relate to the story because I'm just sitting here thinking, why is this guy looking for a job in a job ad posting magazine? You yeah. know, I would never had this experience in my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to write around, you just have, like, Jason Voorhees chop up all the cell phones at the beginning of the movie or whatever, or like, oh, the ghost energy got in the phone and made it turn off. Or, like, there's a billion ways around it, but just the, the absence is felt, certainly, in this story. The fact that they didn't have to write around it was interesting. Uh, Nancy, what did you think of this one? So, this is
1: probably, like, only the second Creepypasta that I've actually read on my own and, like, have been exposed to outside of this podcast, or, like, my mom yelling at me to watch Candle Cove. Um, but I actually really liked it because it was so short and it was so simple, and they didn't complicate it with a bunch of useless information. It's like, here's a job, here's a creepy hotel. I'm not even gonna make it to the creepy hotel because a creepy old lady's gonna beat me up. Also, there was probably a ghost involved done. Like, it was it was simple and to the point, and I really enjoyed it, and just on the ambiguous time frame thing, like, I'm a child of the mid-80s, like, I remember answering machines, so I'm like, oh, okay, this is from a time long, long ago <laughs> where those things existed. I was more hung up on the cup noodles thing because that really kind of pinpointed <laughs> when it was taking place. I'm like, okay, there's an answering machine and there's cup noodles, so obviously it's after nineteen. 19- I'm gonna I guess mean, it's here. We still have
0: Cup Noodles
2: now. I mean, you got hung up on the Cup Noodles because of Final Fantasy XV, don't lie.
1: I, I <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny that my current obsession with Cup Noodles <laughs> is in any way, shape, or form tangentially related to Final Fantasy
0: XV. Listen, it's a it's a good meal. It restores all your gills and HPs or whatever. It's only uh, like 400 gills. <laughs> yeah, listen, I haven't played a Final Fantasy since high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I've been playing Final Fantasy Brave Exvius on my cell phone, and I'm very excited to unlock Ariana Grande in the next couple of weeks, which is my oh favorite boy. crossover that's ever happened in the history wait, of wait. time.
1: I actually just started playing it. Are you serious? Yes, Ariana Grande has
0: worked with uh, with Square Enix to have a character in the game in her, know. like, weird bunny costume. Oh, uh, no. I don't, I don't think its name is Ariana Grande. I think the character has a different it name. That would be really funny. That's already like a Final Fantasy ass name. It sounds like a a final summon. Ariana Grande.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's just a giant high heel with bad makeup.
0: Eris casts Ariana Grande. It does 9999 damage. Um. where were we before we oh the cup noodles thing the story the job advertisement so uh what's the spookiest part of this story to you let's start with alex
2: Uh, For me, the spookiest part was uh, when he goes back to the recording and the voices are all different and he's picking up other audio on the recording that he didn't hear initially because EVP in general is like personal button for me in terms of spooky stuff. So that always kind of sends shivers down my spine whenever I encounter something like that in a creepypasta or a creepy film or something.
0: Now, I I know what you mean by EVP, but I can't remember what it stands for. So please uh, remind me. Um,
2: that's actually a great question, because I never remember what (laughs) the E stands for. Electronic voice Uh, phenomenon, I just... Phenomenon, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yeah, I like, uh... That's that's what that is! I do that the whole time!
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a a part in one of the Conjuring movies that is uh, especially effective, because they're, like, listening back uh, to the recording of the conversation, and they hear some ghost sounds. Uh, I, always, I, I always think that that's an effective uh, thing in a story as well. Um, Nancy, what is the scariest part of the story to you?
1: There are two kinds of people in the world. One kind of person is scared by electronic voice phenomenon. Another <laughs> type of person is terrified at the thought of an old lady jumping you on a train.
0: <laughs> so the, uh, <laughs> the good guy is the scary part of the story to you.
1: Yeah, like, okay, so I grew up in the Bronx, and someone jumping out of a train and beating you up was an actual fear that I have grown up with in my life. So the fact that this old lady came out of nowhere and just beat this guy up while he was already sick, like, that was terrifying to me. I didn't know she was going to be the good guy. I thought she was, like, a ghost-possessed person who was just beating the crap out of him for no reason.
0: Yeah, tricks him to getting onto the train so that, uh, just a regular person. The ghost is just tricking him into getting mud.
1: Yeah, like, he. this yes. old lady could have stole his sneakers, this old lady could have stole his answering machine, his travel magazine, like, we don't know. When we get to that part, it's just all of a sudden, old lady is beating the crap out of you. And to me, as someone who has been beaten up by an old lady before, that's terrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a... there's. It's interesting, this story kind of zigs and zags on you, um, because for me, the uh, the scariest part is his compulsion to continue trying to go to the end despite his illness. Um, but then, yeah, it's also, it's pretty shocking that uh, the old lady is like, she just jumps out at him. And then of course, then the reveal is also shocking. It's like, it, it doesn't just go for one big scare reveal, it kind of tries to keep you on your toes about what's really going on, and I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, for me, this scariest part was definitely that he's, like, coughing up blood and he still, like, must get to the Haunted Inn.
2: To me, that was the most Japanese part of the story, because that's just the Japanese work ethic in a nutshell, if you ask me. Just, yeah, I'm coughing up blood, but I still gotta get to work and make my yen!
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I know we talked about with, um, uh, the Enigma of Amigara Fault Uh, a million years ago on this show that there's this aspect to Japanese horror, uh, especially when it's done well, that the true scary thing is that you won't be able to escape the uh, pre-written path for your life uh, that you'll have to go and live as your parents did just being a a cog in the machine, because as much as we prize individualism here in America, it's a little less so in many other countries. uh, And that seems to be expressed... Uh, highly in Japan where they are, their birth rates are lowering because people are working longer and their youth culture is sort of, uh, going especially bonkers because of the, like, monotony of daily life. And it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting because it's expressed in their horror in a way that we just really don't have. <laughs> like, the idea of, uh, going to work when you're sick wouldn't be a horror story in America, it would be a sitcom plot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like you get to the office and it's like, oh no, Jim coughed all everyth- over everything. Waka waka. And in Japan, it's like, no, it's actually terrifying if I miss a day of work because I will be disappointing the entire company by not showing up. So even if I'm actually dying, I got to go to work.
2: Yeah, my boss won't say anything to me directly, but the next time I come in, he'll give me this extreme look of disapproval. And, you know, I'll just feel so awful inside that I'm going to want to, you know, jump off a building or something. Thing.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting cultural difference, and it's one that we've definitely noticed going through a lot of these Saya in Underworld uh, translated to chan stories. Um, do we have any final thoughts on this story before we move on to uh, the end segment here? Um, I just really
1: loved how this story ended. Just the last line of the story is just, I was enveloped in dead silence. And that's it. And it's very yeah. subtle, and it's very clean, yeah. and it's very—it's a nice way to end a spooky horror story.
0: <laughs> Alex, you have any any final thoughts?
2: Uh, no, no, yeah. that, that's about it.
0: Okay, then we'll move on to the end segment here, where we talk about uh, where the people can find you on the internet if you would like them to do so. Alex, where can the people find you on the internet if you would like them to do so?
2: Uh, the people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lovelark and Rose underscore underscore Lark, respectively. okay
0: nancy where can the people find you Uh, i know you mentioned other podcast appearances yeah um i
1: the the one podcast that i used to do is uh currently on hiatus at the moment but uh you can occasionally hear me on podcasts over on the (laughs) trending topics network um i will occasionally do um well i did old school at the movies recently and uh (laughs) there's a brief skit of me on Rasselcast, but um the peoples can mostly find me on the twitters at ceramic underscore samurai
0: Cool. And of course, as you know, audience... You can find me in all the normal places, twitter.com slash j3fk, weaponizedlanguage.com, or the more enjoyable URL, funtimes.online. Go listen to my other shows, Seeing Reddit, uh, which I'll be recording a bit later today. Oh, boy. Uh, Go rate and review us on iTunes. I haven't said to do that in a while. Do that, please, because I would like to win iTunes. Um, we've, uh, we're steadily rising in listeners, but that steady rise will be much faster if we get up on them iTunes charts, so go do it! Thank you! Um, and that is, mm, there's probably a good final line here. Yeah, you know what? The final line of the story. Uh, and for a brief moment, the podcast was enveloped in dead silence!